Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder, and I'm here with co-host Mike Wilder. Welcome, Hello. Mike. Hi. Hey, we have a wonderful guest today. So, so we're going to really quiz her and ask her lots of questions. We're going to put the pressure on her. So, um, <laughs> so I, I don't want you to get hyper now, but you know, we're going to have a good time today. <laughs> Lily, welcome. Lily's a fairly new member of the Adams Road Ministry, and she has a unique story. Actually, um, we hear from Christians in ministry as well as transitioning Mormons. And one of the issues that Christians often ask us questions about is, tell me more about the LDS church, right? Tell me about these missionaries. Um, are they Christian? Do we believe the same? And um, is it dangerous for me to look into this faith, some of those kind of things. Lily, you probably are going to have to pronounce your last name for me. So <laughs> it's Lily Grotenheis. <laughs> nice. Nice. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing. So I was born and raised in Texas, Houston, Texas. Um, my family was uh, pretty much all raised Christian in Christian homes. And um, growing up, we just had a very big focus on softball and sports and um, all of that. And so most of my life was dedicated to softball and to becoming the best softball player I could be and following in my sister's footsteps and in my dad's footsteps throughout, you know, my young childhood years. So it was all about softball. Did your dad play or coach or? So my dad played, he played a lot of sports. <laughs> he was very athletic and he played soccer, baseball, basketball, just everything. <laughs> wow. So you and your sister got into softball <laughs> and she was really good. Yes. So she was committed, verbally committed to Alabama in eighth grade. Wow. So she was about 13. And so she was already, you know, her future was planned. She was going to go to a really good division one softball school that was going to, you know, offer her a full ride scholarship. So that was a very big um, monumental thing for her that I had to, you know, try my best to gain as well. Oh, so go ahead, baby. Oh, okay. So, so she was going into SEC country, right? So Alabama. So now you were going to try to follow your sister because she went to college and you were practicing being maybe a better player than your sister. But uh, I mean, were you going to go to like the University of Florida or Florida State or something like that? So <laughs> to be an SEC country or were you going to go a different direction, stay out west? So I actually, I was all about family growing up. Um, I loved my parents, did everything I wanted, you know, just to, you know, make them proud. And um, <clears throat> so with that in mind, I had a visit to a college like 30 minutes away when I was 10, 10 years Whoa. old. 
And uh, it was a whole team visit. So we were all we all got the opportunity to go and tour this junior college that was 30 minutes from our home. So I ended up loving it. It was called San Jacinto College. And it was a two-year school. Um, I fell in love with it just because, you know, it was a great place, a great place to play softball, you know, after high school and it was close to my family, which I loved. So it just, it won my heart there. And that was my dream was to go to San Jack and play softball. <laughs> wow. that That's really interesting. So, so you had a love for, um, you know, softball. Uh, so I assume, you know, on a Sunday morning, if you had a softball game or church, you would definitely choose church, right? No, uh, you know, we, we played, our boys played Gus Macker basketball. So, um, you know, you'd have these conflicts of time on Sundays. What do you do? But, uh, but uh, your dad loved you. You loved softball, but you also uh, was involved in going to church. So what particular, if you want to say denomination, or what was your, your feeling about church? Did you feel like, you know, God was in all churches or was he just in the Baptist church or the Methodist church or where you could really find Jesus? So these are all questions that didn't arise for me until later in life. I kind of just, um, like I knew, like whenever I was feeling, you know, sad or heartbroken by things, just random things in life that just didn't go my way. I knew I would cling to the church. I didn't really know the, um, deeper personal relationship I could have with God through Christ. It just was kind of like a thing you did more of tradition was to go to church, you know? And so that's what I did. That was my relation with, with church. And um, growing up, we did go to uh, a Baptist church uh, more in like my high school years, but we did kind of bounce from different, churches like non-denominational baptists just different different ones did you ever read the bible at home so the only times i can remember i tried to read the bible was starting from genesis so i kind of gave up a lot of times there were there was definitely attempts there but um i just I really struggled with like the Old Testament stories and things like that. And just trying to wrap my head around um, how that plays into my life because it was very, you know, I was very focused on myself and how it applied to me and like, you know, all questions yeah. that people have. And so I just never really related or had that desire to read the Bible and um, seek a deeper relationship with Christ. And when you were going to this church in high school, were you involved in youth group or like um, Christian athletes or anything like that? No, I actually, so um, along that time of, you know, entering high school, so like the summer before my freshman year, my dad passed away suddenly from a heart attack. Oh, and so gosh, um, my life completely got flipped upside down. and. Um, yeah, I just, I had gotten, I had became really angry with God because I couldn't see how a good and loving God would take away my father and how, mm -hmm. how he could allow that to happen. And those were just things that I wrestled with in my, you know, in my head. And I, I did have some really great 
friends in high school who I can look back now and see how much they were encouraging me to go to their church and just to um, love me and show that love to me. But it's like I I had this fog over me. I couldn't see past my own um, heartbreak and loss and emptiness because any attempt that anyone would make, I just found any reason to, you know, push them away and to reject it. And so it was definitely a lonely, a lonely road there. And um, so entering high school, my dad was actually the high school softball coach for um, my high school. And so that was definitely a, the only thing on my mind going in was to fulfill our dreams because it was to, our dreams were to win the state championship game with, you know, in high school, once I got there, my sister had had the the chance to do that um, a couple years with him and they just fell short both times. And so I was going to be that, I was going to be the daughter to do it and mm-hmm. I was going to make him proud. And so like not having him there just really, it really like amplified that desire to do that for him, to kind of keep him alive in some some way. And so um, were you able to do that? I can't wait to hear. Yeah. So um, my senior year, it wasn't until my senior year that, you know, we were down to the wire. And so this was the last year I had um, in high school to try to do that, you know, and accomplish that goal. And we ultimately we did make it and we did win the 6A Texas State Championship, which was amazing. Wow. Um, it just was, it was the ride of a lifetime. And I'm just so thankful that we were able to pull that off because no one thought that we would, we would accomplish that because <laughs> we were not the team, but we were definitely the underdogs. <laughs> so that was wow, awesome. That, that is an amazing story. I, I can't imagine that um, a child, you know, um, you were so young to to lose a parent. I, I can't comprehend that because the only thing I think of as bad as that is for a parent to lose a child. But, you know, you had this memory of your dad. Your, your dad had this goal of, you know, winning the state uh, uh, softball championship when, when uh, you know, he, he was alive. And, you know, you remembered that and you carried that with you all the way through these years. And it's an amazing thing has that, um, you know, you, you were able to hold this together and to have this drive to do this and to do it for, for his name and for, uh, you know, his glory. And so, so that, that's, that's an amazing thing. So, so you, you graduate from high school and I guess you're now getting ready to go to college uh, uh, and pick up the story. Now, how you, when you go off to college, what's happening with you? So I had um, big hopes for college. So um, after we won, I, I had already knew I was committed to the school of my dreams, San Jacinto College. And so um, after we won state, we actually, my family and I headed to Disney World to celebrate. And so um, that was something that, you know, really came along every time there was like a special event or like, even after my dad had passed, we went to Disneyland. Um, we were in California for a softball tournament and we went to Disneyland and they made us feel special and loved at Disney. And so there we were off to Disney again after 
accomplishing the championship game for um for my high school team and so yeah so on the road to college after that you know I had high hopes for college and I uh, thought I would really enjoy it but it definitely after my first my first year there I couldn't really couldn't really get that love for the game that I once had it was it was about time that you know all of our all of the dreams that my dad and I had were kind of coming to a close and so I had realized really quickly that I had to figure out what I was going to do after that because there was no you know our, our dreams ended there and you know we weren't able to go on and so I just I started focusing on myself and realizing I don't know what I want to do. You know, I don't know who I am outside of living for him. And so I was wondering if that experience of winning state um, did anything to kind of allay the grief for your father. I mean, was it a catharsis? Did you it make you feel kind of better? Because you had to have a hole in your heart, right? Missing your dad. Yeah, so it definitely temporarily um, made me feel great. But then um, just realizing like, you know, after we won, I had this picture of my dad and like, you know, one of my posts on Twitter with my picture with with my dad went viral and like people were talking about it and stuff. And like, mm. it just was a constant reminder that I had to do that without him. And so that was really hard to, you know, like I had everything, but it left me still empty because I didn't have him to do it with. So it was, it definitely was just still a constant reminder of the heartbreak that I was trying to cover up and fulfill by winning state and by accomplishing that dream of ours. And it definitely didn't satisfy that, that loss. Oh, so now you're in your first year of school. You're feeling a little bit lost. Then where does your life go? So, <laughs> so after, um, so towards my second year in at the college um, playing softball, I began to pursue Disney. So like I, I had you know thought you know this this is something that I I love and I enjoy and Disney has always had that place in my heart. You know, just growing up, um, there's a there's a magic or a joy that comes with you know just being there and you know experiencing all like you know, the kindness from the people working there because, you know, they do make it just very enjoyable. And um, and so I did, I fell in love with all the stories and the movies and everything. And I definitely was uh, just a really big Disney fan. And so I decided to apply for the Disney College program and I got accepted. And so this is during my sophomore year of college. And so I, I realized, you know, softball was coming to an end. And I had spent 16 plus years in this sport that consumed me and was my identity for almost my whole life. And to even think outside of that was just, you know, it was a really big thing. And so, um, so I did, I was, I was ready to pursue Disney 
and finish my last softball, you know, softball season um, at my college. But as you know, the 2020, this was during 2020. So the pandemic really affected um, a lot of aspects of my life. So softball kind of came to a short end. I didn't get to start my sophomore season. Um, so I knew that that was, you know, I had played my last game that I'd ever play in my life. And um, and so that kind of left some big emotional feelings there about, you know, just not being able to accomplish it to the end, you know, just yeah. to fi finish out my softball career strong, um, kind of got that taken from me and that fell and then also the Disney College program that I was looking forward to got canceled and even Disney closed down, which was, you know, crazy for anyone to think that Disney could ever close. Yeah. And so just there was a bunch of things happening in my life that caused me to realize the lack of control that I had or that yeah. I thought I had. Yeah. I was just kind of grasping for any type of control I had over my life and just, um, you know, questioning, like, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? And, um, uh, you know, so. that, that's, that's amazing what God does uh, in those situations. Like, you think you have everything planned out. I mean, you know, you, you were doing this great and it's softball and then, you know, your, your, your dad, who you love so much, you know, he, he, he dies and, you know, you still have this dream with your dad on softball ball and you, you continue to work hard and you accomplish that. And then you go on to, uh, you know, college and, but you really didn't quite have the same fire for softball as you did, because I think I was tied to your dad to a degree because he wasn't there to participate with you, to enjoy that with you. And God has an amazing way of just kind of changing things slightly, getting involved with you, just like just like He did in my life. You know, I was very happy in Utah as a Mormon, and He says, "No, <laughs> I'm not going to keep you there." So things can happen to us that we really don't understand, or or you know, understand the reason why we're doing this. But it's amazing how God will shift things and how He was shifting things in your life to maybe draw you closer to him instead of just Disney or baseball, I mean, or softball or whatever it might be. He has a unique way of kind of changing the environment around you. Is that is that what you think God was doing with you or what you, or did you start seeing, looking for, you know, there has to be something more in life besides, you know, just, being involved in athletics or being involved with Disney? Yes. Yeah, so I can look back now and see where um, all these things that were happening to me were pretty much God's love for me showing through, you know, that, that I didn't play the rest of my college uh, softball career and that I didn't, you know, take off to Disney at that certain time and things didn't just go my way. I definitely needed that. Um, I needed to be humbled. Like growing up, I had a really proud approach to God. Like I deserved, you know, everything that I wanted. Like it was very, um, very proud. And and I would, uh, you know, like when things were good, 
God was good or when things were bad, God was bad. That was my way of kind of thinking. And so just everything that happened uh, within my life at that time, all these things falling apart that I had planned, I realized there was a greater, you know, a greater power and that, you know, he, I, I didn't know God, but I did desire to kind of understand, understand like, why you know the questions that people ask why am i here what's my purpose i was lacking identity because i found it in softball and i found it in disney and then to have both of those just fall apart i i was left with all those questions so it definitely was um just eye-opening and god's way of kind of starting that you know transition in me of just realizing that um he is so much greater than what i first imagined him to be. At some point you encountered the LDS church or LDS missionaries. Are we ready for that part yet? Yes. <laughs> so um, towards the end of 2020, I would had started taking um, classes and, and going to UCF online. So I already had one foot in Florida. <laughs> And I was determined to make Disney happen, whether that was, you know, in the cards or not. I was going to try my best to take back control of my life. So I thought, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, I was like, I thought I was going to, I was going to make it work. And so uh, I took off to Florida. You know, Disney was still canceled at the time. And um, entering 2021, I was moving to Florida in January. I'd found an apartment there and um, I had a friend who lived in Florida and worked for Disney. And that's actually how I got introduced to that path that I could actually, you know, I could actually work for the Disney company. And that was like unheard of for me because, you know, I had my life in softball and that was it. Like there was no, there was no other options besides softball all the way through. And so, so what did you intend to do for Disney? What was it you wanted to do? So my goal, I was studying hospitality at UCF and I really wanted to work at one of the Disney resorts. So and, awesome. UCF is University of Central Florida for those of you who are not in Florida. <laughs> okay, girl. So you came to Florida. Yeah, so I got to Florida, and uh, one of the cool things that happened when I was there was um, I didn't share where I was, like, my apartment was located to my friend Tori, and we ended up, when I got to Florida, we were right across the street from each other, which was crazy. Out of all the places I could have ended up, I ended up right across the street from my best mm -hmm. friend, and so... Yeah. Yeah. So like later down, you know, I, I spent a lot of time at Tori's because she was my only friend in Florida. I didn't have, you know, like that was one of my hopes coming to Florida was that I would have, you know, a community there that, you know, there would be people there who um, I just connected with. And so um, then like spending so much time with Tori at her apartment, we got to uh, meet the missionaries there. They were next door neighbors to Tori. 
Oh, complex. Okay, okay. Let's stop here for a second. Okay, so so Tori is living in this apartment building, and so she's not LDS. Is that correct? No. Okay, but there's these missionaries living in the same apartment building. Is that correct? Yes, right next okay. door. Now, were these guy missionaries or female missionaries? Guys, there were four guy missionaries. <laughs> okay, okay, that's interesting. Okay, um, so um, and so so the missionaries started talking to Tori first. So it was kind of in passing, like she had recognized that there were missionaries for the Mormon church next door to her. She had seen them outside and just different encounters like that. Nothing like inviting them. Or they they invited her to church or anything like nothing as far as that. Okay. But um, she did mention it to me and I had never met or heard of Mormons. Like I, I had no idea about anything about the church or the missionaries. Um, when she first mentioned there were Mormon missionaries next door to her, I pictured like a, like a family. I don't know. I didn't know who, what, oh, no. you know, who but, Mormons were. This is fascinating. You know, like, how, you know, maybe we, maybe we could do a movie about this. Maybe I, this is, a, <laughs> this, is a, I, this has my interest. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking in the future. How, how would this work out? So, so Tori knows the missionaries. You, you've been introduced to the missionaries or at least you've seen them go by. Um, and you just ran up to the missionaries and said, I, I know the Mormon church is true and I want to join. Is, is that what happened next? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> so, so anyway, you're, well, you're having some interaction there with the missionaries. Well, we have just about a minute. So give us a teaser for part two of your story. Okay. So um, Tori had gotten invited by the missionaries to go have dinner. There was like a little cookout, you know, place right there with like a barbecue pit and stuff like that. And so, uh, the missionaries were starting their, you know, cookouts. And so they would invite people uh, from the complex or just people they would meet to just have dinner and hang out with them. And they would give a little lesson and things like that. And so she invited me and I, I said, yes. And that's pretty much where I met the missionaries first. <laughs> to be continued... And so we'll do a part two and hear the rest of Lily's story. Grace and peace to you. Until next time. May God bless. <laughs>